Well, here we are again. I think this may be three days in a row for me. Not, not sure, but I think somebody's trying to make a internet sensation out of me. Good luck, because I've already been told that I have the perfect face for radio. So enjoy your giggles and all that stuff. Remember, this will all be over one day. We'll be sitting right back out here in this sanctuary, and y'all all gonna be in front of me one day. So be easy. I'm coming at you again from our broadcast plaza here at Wells Baptist Church. Um, stopping by after work, that explains the attire. And this morning I came out of the house without my Bible. So I will be using the uh, app that I have on my phone. Um, this is not my preferred method, but it will work. I also left my notebook. So this morning on break, I had to go back and redo my notes. And I did them on this griddle big piece of paper. I wrote them just big enough for me to see. In chicken scratch, only I can understand. It's like coded or something. Here we are. Again, thank you so much for all that y'all have been doing. Thank you for um, keeping it all rolling during this crisis, this difficult time. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, this isn't what any of us are used to. Nobody's looking forward to not being in church uh, come Easter morning. Um, that is not at all preferred, but it is what we've been asked to do, and we're going to continue uh, doing all we can to fight this virus and flatten this curve. So y'all bear with us. Uh, continue tuning in to our, our little messages um, during the week, and then um, this Sunday there will be a, a Easter message, I'm sure. It'd be a great time for you to uh, dig in as a family and, and try to um, celebrate the single most important event in the history of the world. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Some of you is not used to having to um, do that on your own. Um, you're used to coming in and uh, it's all set up for you and ready to go, and that won't be the case this time. Uh, but I think it'll be a great opportunity for some of you to step up as leaders in your household and lead your family. What I'm going to talk to you today about is here we are in the middle of Holy Week. Um, you'll be getting this message on Tuesday, uh, so we'll be kind of a shortened Holy Week if you haven't caught on to it yet by now, um, but I wanted to give you some reminders. The one thing I'm going to give you is some scriptures. I don't, I'm not going to take the time to read all of these and um, go through each one of them individually, so you're going to need a piece of paper and something to write with. Um, also want to encourage you to get your Bible out and check because I am going to read a couple of scriptures with you. Um, you can follow along um, in your Bibles, kind of gather around as a family if at all possible. So I want to start with a word of prayer. We're going to dig into our, our message. Father and our God, again, thank you for the opportunity to, to continue to spread your gospel through all of this technology that we have access to, I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for the opportunity and I thank you for the privilege of preaching your gospel to so many people. Father, I just ask you continue to comfort um, those that are hurting because of this crisis. I ask that you continue to provide the needs of all of those that are um, on the verge of doing without. And I just ask, Father, for your hand to be upon each one as we dig into your word at this time. We thank you. We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Holy Week, an opportunity for Christians to prepare to celebrate the single most important event in the history of the world. The gospel is three parts. 
death, burial, resurrection. Easter Sunday will be the celebration of that resurrection. These parts are equal in their importance. All three had to take place and all three are equally important. Um, so don't forget that as we're celebrating the resurrection, the final sacrifice was necessary. It had to take place. Shedding of blood had to take place. As a matter of fact, Christ said, if there's any other way, let's do it that way. But your will be done, not mine. So it had to be done. The death had to take place. The burial had to take place. He had to defeat death. He had to show us that He could defeat anything we can face on this earth. And then the resurrection had to take place. That's what separates our Savior from every other God that anybody else tries to worship in this world is a risen Savior. The single most important event in the history of the world. So we can't take that lightly. We can't sit back and just let that come to pass. We've got to prepare to celebrate that and this is the week that we do that um, and I'm going to give you some places to go to look at the events so get your pencil and paper ready but first go with me to Romans chapter 14 verse 5 um, I just want to point out something to you just real quick like uh, Romans chapter 14 verse 5 um, if you back up and read all of verse 14 of course this is the book of Romans Paul writing to the church um, and if you start at verse 1, he goes, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Verse 3, Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats. For God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls. And he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. So verse 5, 14.5, One person esteems one day as better than the other, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. I'm not going to do this today or, or push you into something that you don't understand. I want you to be convinced in your own mind that the resurrection, the death, the burial, and resurrection is the single most important event in the history of the world. I want you to read it. I want you to look at it. I want you to find it. And I want you to be convinced in your own mind, not just because I said so. Who am I? Who am I? I'm no better than anybody else. So I'm not giving you this stuff and encouraging you to do these things because I want to lord over you or push you into something. I want you to understand it. That's why I wanted you to get you a pencil and piece of paper so you can write these places down because in all four Gospels, um, Holy Week is covered per se. Each one spends a different amount of time on um, the last week of Jesus' ministry or Jesus' life, which would be Holy Week from Palm Sunday till Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday. So I encourage you, I'm not asking you to read all of these. I mean, right now, some people got more time than they've ever had. Be a great time to do it. But our goal is not to read these so you can check it off your list and say, I read that. The goal is to read it to gain knowledge and to gain understanding and to prepare you to celebrate the single most important event in the history of the world. It's just Tuesday. Sunday 
is Easter morning. So you got from Tuesday to Saturday to, to study this. And I, I mean legitimately study it. My prayer is that you'll study it together with your family, that you'll lead them through this, that you'll, you'll get with folks on the telephone, call somebody up and, and, and find you a partner and study this together. Read this by yourself, quiet time. Somehow, some way, dig into this. All four Gospels cover this. This a very important week um, for us as Christians and for us to have a... We need to understand this. We need to understand these events and why they're significant and what's taking place. And it'll prepare your mind and your heart for a celebration. A celebration that's above any other celebration in this world. The resurrection of Christ. Again, that separates him from any other God anybody else is worshiping. It means that he is exactly who he says he was. Hey, that's our hope. That's our hope is that Christ is who he says he is. Not that he's a good prophet. Not that he's a great teacher. Because if he's not who he says he is, he's a liar. So he can't be a great prophet or a good teacher. He's either the son of God or he's a liar. So I need you to be convinced in your own mind. And the way I want you to do that is for you to read it, you to study it, so that you can figure out and convince your own mind that He's exactly who He says He is. And th this record of these events that take place throughout this week, we need to know them. We need to understand them. We need to see what's going on. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to come out of this a, a Bible scholar. I'm just saying I want you to take the time to look at it, take the time to study it, take the time to read it, and not for the goal of reading it. Your goal can't be to get done. Your goal has to be to gain knowledge and understanding so that you can come out the other th side of this thing with the understanding that Sunday is the celebration of the greatest event in the history of the world. I think I've said that a time or two already. Um, so for now, let's go to... The book of John, and by the way, the book of John is the, the gospel that has um, 21 chapters in it. And 10 of those, 12 through 21, are dedicated to this event. Telling the story of the, the events that took place during this week. Um, so, if you're taking notes, John chapter 12 through chapter 21. Luke chapter 19 through 24, Mark chapter 11 through 16, and Matthew chapter 21 through 28. Those four different accounts of the same story. I'll go back over those. Matthew 21 to 28, that's chapter 21 to chapter 28, Mark chapter 11 to chapter 16, Luke chapter 19 to chapter 24, and John chapter 12 to chapter 21. We're going to look at just a couple of things right quick um, just to uh, give you kind of an idea of, of where I'm trying to get you to go. <clears throat> um, and I'm going to read to you from John. That doesn't make it any better than any of the rest of them. They're all very, um, very important. Um, and I just want you to see... Um, the events leading into Holy Week and the events leading up to um, the resurrection. I'm going to start reading in John chapter 12, verse 12. 
John chapter 12, verse 12, The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm leaves and went out to meet Him, crying, Hosanna! Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey, a donkey's colt. <clears throat> His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about Him and had been done to Him. This is our Palm Sunday. This is the, the start of the events. This is Christ fulfilling scriptures. This is, this is Christ making His triumphant entry. Remember, at the end of this week, He's going to be crucified. And He knows that. He, he knows that event's going to take place. Yet here He is fulfilling these scriptures on Palm Sunday. Riding this donkey. Making His grand entrance. The people were crying, Hosanna! Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. People are starting to figure out who He is. You know, He's been at this for a while. He's been going about this for a while and He's been doing all these miraculous things. And although there are some that doubt Him and although there are some that are out to get Him, some people are starting to figure out that He's exactly who He says He is. My prayer is that you'll figure out that He's exactly who He says He is. My prayer is that reading through these scriptures and looking at these events that you are convinced in your own mind, not because I said it, not because somebody else told you, but because you read it for yourself. You looked at it and you discovered that Jesus is exactly who He says He is so that you can begin to take Him serious, so that you can begin to take His command serious. Listen to me. We're in the middle of some of the most uncertain times we've ever seen. Christ is still King. He's still King. He's still the Son of God. That hasn't changed. We may not gather for Easter. Easter is not canceled. This is a celebration that will continue well beyond what we can fathom in our minds. And I need you to understand that He is who He says He is. That He's capable of doing everything He says He can do. That when you get in His Word and you listen and you, you, you sit and meditate and you dwell on the things that are written in His Word, you can trust it. Every word of it. You can trust Him because He's exactly who He says He is. I need you to know that. I need you to know it not because I said it. Not because you went back and looked at former message. I need you to know it because you sat down and you were convinced in your own mind. Listen, we're fixing to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. The gospel itself. Death, burial, resurrection. Three equal parts. All three had to take place. And they did. This isn't a, a fairy tale. This isn't something to be taken lightly. Look at these scriptures. Matthew chapter 21 to 28. Mark chapter 11 to 16. Luke chapter 19 to chapter 24. John chapter 12 to 21. 
take the time this week. Pick one of those out. And hey, if you get through one of them and you're done and got extra time, go to the next one. Or pick out a couple of them. Or get as far as you can get and understand as much as you can understand. Again, the goal is not to say I read it all. The goal is to have an understanding. The goal is to walk away with it, or walk away from it with a better understanding, more knowledge than you had when you started. Allow the Word of God to speak to you. Read this gospel. I figured out over the last few weeks that a lot more people than just Wells Baptist Church are getting and watching these videos. I'm thankful for that. It's an absolute privilege that you somehow found our messages to look at. I hope you're being encouraged by them. But you know, the scariest thing is, is that somebody might leave this walk of life without Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. That scares me. I don't want that to happen to anybody. So if you're one that's tuning into these messages, whether you're a part of this body or not, the gospel's still the same. It counts for you just like it counts for us. I'm thankful that you've found us. I'm thankful that you've found these messages. They've been very encouraging. We've had a lot of fun doing it, believe it or not. When I started this, I said it was the hardest thing in the world to sit here and talk to this video camera with nobody in the room but Brother Nathan over here to the corner. But I've, I've come to enjoy it. I kind of like it. And I like it because I've figured out how many people are watching it, how many people are getting these messages. I'm so thankful for everybody that's come in here and done this, and I hope you've been inspired. I hope you've been encouraged, but more importantly, I hope you understand that the single most important thing you can do through all of this craziness that's going on is find Christ as your Savior, and if you already have, grow that relationship. Become more like the image of the glory of God that He desires for you to be. And if, if sitting behind this camera makes that happen, I'll do it every day. Or I'll sign up people to do it every day. Whatever's required. Take this serious. Write these down. Look at them. Look at, look at one of them. Go, go through it and understand the context of what's going on. Go through it and understand um, the events and the importance of the events. And uh, Just like where we just uh, read in verse 14 where it says, And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it just as it is written. Go find where it was written. Have, have a clear understanding. Don't just read through it and it just be words on a page. Slow down. Allow God to speak to you through it. Meditate on it. The Bible says grab the hope of these things that are good, these things that are holy, these things that are righteous. Hold on to them. Meditate. Think on them. Because all this other garbage is coming in you got to flood that out with good godly things. And the best source of good godly things is God's Word. You want to have God speak to you? Read His Word. Read His Word. He wrote it down for a reason. Again, thank you for tuning in. However you're getting these messages, thank you for taking the time to listen. It's been my goal not to be um, very long with these because I know my attention span is kind of short, so I'm assuming a lot of other people are anyway. It's hard for me to keep people's attention when I'm standing in front of them. I can't imagine how many would cut me off if I went 30 minutes behind a camera. I mean, let's be real. You can only look at this for so long, right? Right. I encourage you, get these scriptures. I'm going to give them to you one more time. 
maybe when I started you wasn't taking it exactly serious and you didn't go grab that pen and, and pencil and, and paper and now you're thinking, man, I wish I'd have wrote that down. Here's another chance. I won't give you to you, give it to you again. It's basically the ends of the gospels. The, the four Gospels. John dedicates almost half of his letter, almost half of the book of John is dedicated to this, this, this Holy Week from Palm Sunday to Resurrection. All of them cover it. If you really want to get deep in your study, go find out who these authors are. Go find out a little bit about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Who were they writing to? Why is Luke's account a little different than Matthew's? Why is John's a little different? It's not that they contradict each other. It's four different perspectives. You know why it took four people to record this? Because it's important. <laughs> One would miss a, a detail here and there. One would see it from a different perspective. It's so important that it's written four times in the Bible. I was told in eighth grade science, things that are repeated are important. I took him at his word. I took my teacher at his word. And when he said something more than once, I wrote it down. The first test we had, I went home and just studied those notes. It's all I studied was what was repeated. Made a hundred. I caught on pretty quick. Things that are important, and things that are repeated are important. This is recorded four times. Matthew chapter 21 to chapter 28. Mark chapter 11 to chapter 16. Luke chapter 19 to chapter 24. And John chapter 12 to chapter 21. Go check that out. I encourage you with all I got in me. Again, a great big thank you to everybody that's doing what they're doing to keep this thing moving um, while we're in this chaotic time, this time of crisis. Thank you to our frontline folks that are out there um, fighting this thing head on. Um, and thank you to those that are being the hands and feet of Christ, those of you that are serving and looking for ways to serve. I appreciate you. I ask you to just keep it up. Take a little time to study this. Get ready for Sunday. It's going to be an awesome time to celebrate in our households. It's going to be a little different. For some, it'll be a little difficult. But I promise you, it'll be worth the effort if you can make it happen. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Let's pray. Father and our God, again, I just thank you for this opportunity to deliver these messages. I thank you for each one that is coming here and sit in this chair, Father, to, to try to encourage people. And Father, our thought was to encourage our people. Turns out we're, a lot of folks are being reached. And I pray for each one of them right now. I ask, Father, for you to allow them to see and feel your presence in whatever they're doing, whatever, whatever life has found them in. I just pray, God, that you would touch them and allow them to see your presence. Father, I, I pray for those that are suffering in any way because of this awful disease. And um, I just ask that you would heal them, Father. I pray that you would give them a, a, a peace and a comfort that surpasses all understanding. And Father, for those that are out there fighting this thing, for those that are on the front lines, our medical um, staffs, Father, doctors, nurses, CNAs, whoever they may be. Father, I, I pray that you bless them in a mighty and special way. I pray that you watch over them, that you... you Look after them, Father, that you allow them to see and feel your presence, whether they be paramedics or police officers or firemen, whoever they are, whatever they're doing, I just pray for your presence in their life. Father, if it be one there today that listening or watching this video, I pray, God, that you would 
prick their heart if they don't know you through a relationship with Christ. I pray, Father, that you would lead them to that, that you would call them to that. Father, I just thank you for your grace and your mercy. And I thank you for the celebration of Holy Week and the celebration of Easter. Thank you. I love you. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.